Welcome to Disability Talks, a podcast produced by Abilities in Motion. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser. Join us for real conversations and no-nonsense talk from everyday people with disabilities living their most independent everyday lives. Tune in for the latest news surrounding disability, accessibility, and independence, where conversations aren't dissed and stories that need to be told aren't missed. So let's talk. Welcome back to Disability Talks. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser, and today my guest is Amanda Perla and her trainer, Travis, from Next Step Orlando, which is in Altamonte Springs, just outside of Orlando, Florida. Welcome, guys. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks for yeah, having us. We're doing us. pretty good. Thanks to you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So, Amanda, you oversee the client services at Next Step. Can you tell us how you got involved with Next Step Orlando? Actually, I've been involved with Next Step Orlando from the very beginning. Uh, when I was paralyzed, I was a senior in high school and I went to inpatient rehab at Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia. But when I came home, I found the outpatient physical therapy to be very limited in the goals set for me and not very challenging. So we started researching other avenues of recovery, different recovery programs, and we found Next Step in LA. So I started making trips out to Next Step in LA and just loved the activity-based therapy program that they implicated there. And not only that, I kept meeting people from the Southeast out there, all the way out in California. So we realized that this program was something that needed to be accessible to more people, especially on the East Coast and in Florida and the South. So in 2009, I helped my mom found Next Step Orlando, and we've been up and successfully running ever since. So it's like a franchise type of business? It, it somewhat is. Our headquarters are in L.A., and then we have a few other facilities, but they're all separately owned and ran. All right. And I see that Next Step Orlando is connected with the Dana and Christopher Reeves Foundation. How did that come about? So our headquarters that I was just speaking about next up in L.A. is actually one of the only five official NRN centers that are a part of Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation's Neuro Recovery Network. And because we are a part of the next step, like you said, franchise type thing, we were able to become a community fitness and wellness affiliate of the foundation. So our trainers have gone out to the Fraser Institute uh, at Louisville in Kentucky and done all the locomotor training and the neuromuscular electrical stimulation training. And they've also done training with Dr. Susan Harkema who um, is kind of like, I think, the lead doctor for the NRN Yeah, Center. for the NRN. Yeah, so all the kind of modalities that they focus on there, basically we offer them here. As for individuals that are kind of enrolled in the NRN, and if they're able to, you know, receive that same type of therapy here and standardized approach. So yeah, it's really great. We even had um, Christopher Ree's daughter, Alexandra come to our 10-year anniversary gala and speak, and it's just a really great affiliation to have. Do the other locations, at least in the United States, connect or cross-train with each other or share ideas in any way? 
We definitely share ideas. Um, Travis gets on a call with all the other centers at least once a month and they go over training ideas and, and such like that. So even though we're separately ran, it's still based off the same program and we do still communicate very closely with one another. Yes. Travis, where are the other locations? Well, you mentioned Kentucky and Orlando and LA. Are there any others in the United States? Well, Kentucky is not actually a location for a next step. It's kind of the headquarters for the Neuro Recovery Network. So as far as you know, associations, next steps in, uh, in the U.S., there's Orlando, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Atlanta, and Las Vegas. Oh, and uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And we also have a location, I believe, that's up and coming in the Ukraine and as well as New Zealand. So it's pretty exciting that we're branching out internationally as well as here domestically, just to basically try to, you know, give our type of therapy to people in need who can benefit from it. Have they come to the United States to train NRN and get the concept and and figure out how to translate that over to their country? I believe they do that in L.A. Uh, they do that in, in L.A. So there was a connection with Ukraine. They were sending over individuals who were injured to Los Angeles, next up location. And they were doing that for a while. And, you know, the idea came up, well, you know, why don't we have a location in Ukraine to help individuals over there so they don't have to continue sending over uh, individuals so far away? You know, the pricing and things like that becomes a little bit difficult. So we were able to kind of, you know, work together and be able to kind of get that situated out there. So now they have something there, something out there. Like I said, we're all connected and we're working with them as well to get them trained and get them um, situated with the type of training that we're doing it so they can provide it on their end too. Is this an outpatient facility? Yes. Okay. What happens when the patient is not able to live at home due to their challenges. Do you you coincide with live-in facilities or how does that work or you don't get into that end of it? Unfortunately, we do not. Our program really is like what comes after the inpatient part of the injury. Like someone with a spinal cord injury receives just as many PT visits throughout the year as someone who like breaks an ankle. So it's like, it's just people need something beyond what they're given, what insurance gives, what traditional PT gives. And that's where we step in. So unfortunately, we aren't able to offer any type of like um, housing or like medical. Medical, like in-home care. Treatment, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's really more of an adaptive gym, but that uses a neuro recovery program. Tell me about what types of challenges or disabilities or illnesses your your facility works with. Is it just spinal cord and paralysis or is it more than that? So we started out just spinal cord injury, but over the years have been able to branch into basically all types of paralysis. The other two main ones that we see, I would say, are stroke and TBI, traumatic brain injury. Yeah but also multiple sclerosis, cerebral palsy. We've had a few clients with transverse myelitis, um, Lyme disease that causes paralysis. Anything, any kind of neurological condition that would cause paralysis, we can implement our program to help uh, recover. Travis, do you find that those different 
illnesses and disabilities have to be rehabbed and trained in different ways? Not necessarily, because, you know, at the end of the day, we are dealing with a neurological injury. Um, so the goal with us with training is basically to do what we see fit and do what we were taught that can assist these individuals in recovery, whether it be a stroke, uh, an SCI uh, injury at whatever level it may be. There's different ways we can adapt the same therapy for individuals who may be paralyzed from, you know, shoulders down versus, you know, hip down or somebody with a stroke who has, you know, weakness on one side more than the other. The therapy, you know, it's pretty much the same and we just kind of adapt to their injury to obviously see uh, maximum potential gains and progress through recovery. Yeah. Basically, regardless, you're just trying to retrain the nervous system. So. I've been following you guys mostly on Instagram, and you guys offer a wide variety of activity-based therapy, and it's not just this, I mean, it's repetitive stuff, but it's not just the boring weightlifting. So tell us about some of the fun options that you have for your clients to kind of maybe get their, their thoughts off of the hard work that they're putting their bodies through and making it more fun. Yeah, so we have three types of uh, therapies that we offer. It's a guided exercise, locomotive training, which is gait training, basically gait training over the treadmill, and neuromuscular electrical stimulation. And each one of those type of therapies we can kind of make interactive and make fun. So, for instance, with gait training or locomotive training over the treadmill, we can do things with individuals where it's not just simply walking. We can add maybe blocks that they have to step over add other implements. Sometimes if we have teenagers or kids, we make it fun by sometimes in between rounds of walking. We can do stuff like play volleyball or shoot basketball while they're standing and loading their body. And the same thing with the with uh, neuromuscular electrical stimulation. You know, if we're stimming somebody's posture to try to get them recover and get them seated correctly, you know, we can do stuff like the same things, uh, throwing balls or you know, trying to write something. You know, there's plenty of different things you can do is you can just be as creative as you want to be. But initially, we want to make sure, you know, we're doing the right things with stimulation or gait training to uh, make sure that's perfectly right. And then we can add that fun things and be creative in between those types of therapy. Yeah, I really enjoy doing like the um, stimulation on the court because that's really important in playing volleyball. That's one of my favorite things to do. That's one that I really have a lot of fun with. And also being here and a part of this program got me into hand cycling as well, which I love to do so. When we can, we will take clients out on the hand cycle too, which is a great way to get some cardio in, um, upper body exercise and fresh air. I have a hand cycle myself and I find it to be great because then I can get back out with my own kids. Yeah. Travis, how long is each rehab session? Is it typically just an hour? Is that as far as the clients can handle and then they're just really exhausted and done? Or how does that work? Uh, it kind of depends on maybe the type of injury we're seeing, but a majority of the individuals that do come here, we're doing two-hour sessions. And usually if somebody's kind of less functioning, we can go up to three hours just because sometimes we need more time for us to set up and get things ready. And that time takes some time. So we do three hours there, but I would say the majority is two-hour sessions. Two to three times a week. And uh, we do offer one hours, but those are more geared towards like geriatrics and pediatrics that 
just need a little less time. What's the age range of who you work with? Because it's to be extremely diverse from what I see on your on your Instagram page. I mean, I think the youngest we've had is two, the I believe. The youngest we had was two-year-old. We've gone into 70s before, so... Yep. Um, I would say the majority age range is between like 18 and late thirties. Um, just where I think we're more accident prone, a little more careless or ready, reckless living on the edge as far as injury. But of course, you know, with stroke and MS and CP, adding all those types of paralysis into our program has widened our range of age for sure and as well as the therapy we're doing no matter the age if we're dealing with a neurological disorder the therapy is essentially is going to be the same uh in regards of trying to get the recovery okay and i think with that we're going to take a short commercial break and we will be back with next step orlando Abilities in Motion is one of Pennsylvania's premier centers for independent living, existing to educate, support, and promote individuals with disabilities. Our programs are focused on providing opportunities for individuals with disabilities to live independent, self-determined lives. Abilities in Motion advocates for local, state, and national laws that protect the rights of people with disabilities. We are proud to create innovative and sustainable solutions and set trends using multi-focused approaches towards shaping national education, employment opportunities, in-home supports, and health care that affects the lives of individuals with disabilities. For more information about programs and services Abilities in Motion provides, call 610-376-0010 or visit our website at www.abilitiesinmotion.org. Welcome back, listeners, and we're talking to Travis and Amanda from Next Step Orlando. Travis, you have some interesting pieces of equipment that are main listeners probably wouldn't know about. You were talking to me about the light step. What was that? Light gate. Light gate. So that's what we use. Uh, it's a harness system in which we can get uh, individuals upstanding. And that's actually also what we do our locomotive training in. So essentially they get in a light gate, we're over a treadmill, and then that gives us the opportunity to basically walk them you know, do our locomotive gate training that way. And we could also go over ground. So there are times with the light gate, we may be walking and we'll go outside and we'll walk outside. I and mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with the light gate. And that's just one piece of equipment, adaptive equipment that we do have here. We have uh, plenty of others. We have an iCare, which is a motorized elliptical, which is good. Um, another way to get the repetitive movement that we talked about earlier, as well as we have two Excite units, which is Two units made by restorative therapies, and that is what we use to do our neuromuscular electrical stimulation. And that's just a few, yeah. Yeah. Do you have the exoskeleton system there at your facility yet? So we actually, we don't have an exoskeleton at the moment, but we have the Indigo coming in to do a trial with us next week. So it's something that we're interested in getting and looking into. Yeah. We did get a couple of other new pieces of equipment, though, recently, the VitaGlide, which we've added to our do-it-yourself gym, which we offer for just $50 a month. If you don't want to do the one-on-one guided exercise, you can just pay a fee monthly and use the gym as you please, or you can do that in addition to your one-on-one guided exercise with the therapist as well. We got one of the newer new steps as well, which is a, a really... It's a great popular one here. Yeah. So you have like a little mini gym membership for anybody that wants to maintain their their muscle strength that they've improved upon 
through their regular therapy sessions. Yes, you can um, use the FES bike or the myocycle, which is another type of FES bike, as well as our older new step and any of our standing frames and standing arm bike too. So get some weight bearing in, cardio, electrical stimulation, all of that you can still just do for a $50 fee and use it unlimited monthly. What about somebody like myself who doesn't really need therapy, but has a disability and just wants to find an adaptable gym? Is that accessible to the community as well? I would say that would be the best to use our simple gym that yeah. we were just so speaking about. Yeah, simple gym is that if you're trying to, that's for you know individuals in the community to have a place to meet and gather and basically get some uh, you know extra therapy and if they're not seeing you know one of us. But to have an adaptable gym and to be amongst others, it's almost like a little family. It's like a community. Do you, do you find that? We are. We definitely are. And we see each other outside of the gym all the time. Like we. I mean, it's been a little bit different this past year because of COVID, obviously, but normally we get together pretty often. We go to the movies, we go out for dinner, we get together at the houses for pool parties. So we like actually do offer a community. Our program is more than just physically. It helps people heal socially, mentally, emotionally as well. And that's huge. And as well as some lots, of resources. lots of resources, if we have somebody out of town or somebody who's new to the injury, there's so many people that you can talk to to figure things out just to make things easier for you guys. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty awesome. So it's like almost like a peer buddy kind of. Yeah. This is a really great place to come when you're newly injured just because of that. We just have so many great suggestions of, you know, how to adapt. We're here to help you recover, but we can also help adapt. Yeah. Here's an open-ended question, and it may be client to client, but how long does it take to rehab a client? Is it weeks? Is it months? Or it really just depends on each person individually? Now, this is a question that, obviously, when somebody's coming into our program, they ask. And like you said, it is an open-ended question, but my response is always, you know, when you're going through a traumatic injury like this, uh, neurological disorder, it's going to be come kind of a lifelong pursuit. You're going to be having ups and downs. You're going to be having some improvements. But if you stop, that's when things kind of go downhill. You have to be consistent in your therapy and even away from therapy, doing the right things to help your body recover, um, try to avoid seated position as much as possible. So my answer is always just be consistent and keep pushing forward. Uh, look at different routes. You know, we're a resource. We can always help with uh, recovery with our type of therapy. And like I said, it's a lifelong, lifelong pursuit. And you just keep going. You don't want to stop. It really is. We never guarantee anybody will come here and walk again. But we do guarantee an increased overall, like increased wellness or quality of life. Because it really does leak into every aspect of your life when you are exercising, moving your body the way it's meant to be moved on a daily basis. It's just the best that you can do for yourself. Amanda, tell us about your journey and mentally what Next Step did for you after your initial accident. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it saved my life. I feel like I probably maybe would have entered some type of like depressed state um, just because I was such like a physically active person before and to come home and just like kind of sit around and be 
you know, I got hurt at such a pivotal time in life too, where everybody else was moving on and going to college and starting their life. And I was just sitting around and couldn't find a purpose really anymore until I had next step. And just to, I mean, to be able to come here and get the physical therapy that I need is great, but just to be around the staff that I'm around all the time and the clients that I'm around and just see that we're impacting other people positively too has made such a huge difference in my life. It's literally, this has become my purpose. It's my second home. I live for next up. It's my little baby. So I'm proud of it. And I just love everybody here so much. And it's literally my life. I followed Chelsea Hill from the LA Rolettes. And she, I believe, maybe goes to the office in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a video of her. And Travis, maybe you can help. She was squatting, but there was a bar between her legs to support her. Do you know what that equipment was? I can't think of it on top of my head because there's plenty of different things. But, um, yeah, it's just another thing that we do here. Get individuals, you know, squatting or doing different things in which, you know, we can get them up just getting good exercise in their bodies. Yeah, and Chelsea knows, like, especially with what she's been able to do with the roulettes, and which has been incredible. She knows that she needs to maintain. Yeah. uh, Continue to live that way and perform. But it was so amazing to watch her get excited and giddy over her muscles firing. And it wasn't a feeling that she knew. So that was really great. Travis or Amanda, do you guys have any other really great success stories that that kind of showed that little spark and excitement in a client? Yeah, I mean, we see so many individuals uh, who, you know, the biggest thing, honestly, is we do during our evaluation is we get somebody upstanding. And it's a technique that we use, a freestanding technique where we have two of us, somebody kind of guarding somebody's hips and another person at the knees. And, and we would get somebody up into a standing position without a standing frame. And usually during the eval, People are just usually shocked, like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, a little bit of fear at first. They're a little afraid, but then once they're kind of situated it up, they're like, this is amazing. Nobody's ever done this with me. And they just kind of, you can see the smile on their face, bright eyed, and just smiles from ear to ear. And it's amazing to see. And that's just a little glimpse of what individuals can experience coming to Next Step. You know, being able to stand, being able to be with the community, being able to have recovery, maybe gain sensation. We have individuals that gain some sensation after, you know, a month of, you know, exercising, um, improving blood pressure over time. So many things. And whether they, you know, a lot of these things seems very small, but it's a, you know, it's a big thing in the long run in recovery. And the success is just measured in so many different ways too. Like some of our clients just to be able to sit up on their own again is huge success for them or get into hands and knees and crawl from point A to point B. I will say one of our clients that's been coming for like two years now, um, started with us in a power chair. Yes, she still uses it, but throughout the past two years, she's been able to stand completely unassisted and she's moved from walking with a walker to now forearm crutches. So um, again, she's been part of the program and that's huge. She works hard every day and we see her progress every day. So if you're committed and determined and come in and put in the work, you will see it. It might not be a huge success overnight, but you will see the little successes. And I mean, it just adds up over time. One video you guys had that I thought was really fun to watch was you had a bunch of clients all lined up against the mirrors and each one walked a red carpet. Oh, yeah. Right? 
and then it was like a celebration. We do that every year. Um, so again, because of COVID last year, we weren't able to hold our walk and rollathon that we host annually as we normally do, which is at a local park where we do a walk around the lake to raise awareness for paralysis. And then we roll out the red carpet and everyone's able to kind of sit in the stands and watch our clients walk down the red carpet. This past year, we had to do it in the gym and do it virtually. It was kind of cool though, because we were able to stream it live and get a little more of an audience, but we're definitely hoping that we can go back to being in person later this year for our next walk and roll-a-thon. But yeah, that's something we do every year. And it's just a great way for us to showcase our clients' hard work all year. And it just, it's a uplifting moment for the clients as well. And they support each other, which was fun to watch. Yeah, we definitely cheer for each other. The trainers get us hyped before and after for sure. And then we all go out and celebrate together after. Perfect. So you guys are not only like a physical therapy boot camp, but you also bring in some interns. I'm not sure if you did that during COVID, but what kind of experience do the interns get in working there? Tell us about the program. So for interns that would be coming kind of work in therapy part of our um, facility, they can experience extremely hands-on uh, therapy. I don't know if Amanda told you, we are a nonprofit facility, but we do rely heavily on interns to assist us in what we're doing. So as an intern coming in and or volunteer, we do expect a lot out of you. You know, usually we get very hands-on with our clients, up close and personal, from putting on pads to spotting shoulders to helping with the transfers. So that's kind of what we expect from our interns. And it, they usually love it. Uh, they get to interact with our clients, learn more about different stories and learn more about injuries and therapy that we do. Yeah. So. We are taking them during COVID and we have been in a, they're definitely another big job that we've given to them right now is keeping Cleaning. the, the yeah. facility sanitized and clean. Yeah. The trainers all wear masks, of course, um, washing hands diligently, and we wipe down all the equipment before and after. We get the facility professionally sanitized once a month, but yeah, we make sure that our interns are especially just like clean, clean, clean right now during COVID. We're just doing everything, yeah, just to do everything we can to stay safe during the time, but um, we love our internship program, and a lot of, we've had quite a few interns be hired and turn into employees. So if you're good at your job, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a possibility it can become a paid position. And we also take interns for the front of the house too, to help with events and uh, stuff in marketing as well too. Were you able to keep your doors open throughout all of COVID or was there a little downfall? No, we had to close for about eight weeks and it was hard. It was especially hard for our clients because a lot of them, this is, this is what they do. This is their, this is how they get out of the house. And a lot of them also just because they rely on caregivers and caregivers were scared or getting sick or were literally left in bed all day long. So it was so important for us to reopen and get our clients back in here. So that's why we just made sure that we are taking every precaution necessary so that we can remain open and be able to continue giving the therapy to our clients because they desperately need it. Because I think what is the rule one day in bed is 10 days of therapy to kind of get back up? It's so easy to regress. Yeah. So that's why they have to just constantly maintain that not just in that short term from what the insurance company will pay, but also just an ongoing life choice is that right, Travis? Like it's just a life choice? 
Yeah, that's perfectly, perfectly correct. Yeah. And like I said, put it in perspective, I kind of use our staff as an example. You know, if we stop doing what we're doing, because we're all pretty active individuals, we may see all of a sudden we can't do a transfer, a lift, or have pain, or just anybody, sports, uh, athletes. If you stop and you progress in or stop working out or stop training your body, you know, obviously things will get bad. So it's, it's really the same thing. It's lifelong and um, just got to keep pushing. One thing you weren't able to do with COVID was hold your annual fundraiser this year for the Samantha Slustak Scholarship and your golf outing. Can you tell us what you're doing instead, I guess, virtually? Right. So unfortunately, because of COVID, we couldn't hold our annual fundraiser for the Sluzak scholarship because it usually is just like a gathering of types. So we basically have just been reaching out to our supporters on social media and asking them to donate in honor of her so that our clients can continue to come and receive the therapy that we need. I mean, the scholarship has helped so many people because an injury or a neurological disorder can be really financially burdening. And I mean, Travis has said so many times today, it's lifelong, so it's going to add up. So the scholarship is important and the fund is important to us. Just pushing that on social media. But we are, because the golf benefit, we can socially distance and it's outside and we can be COVID safe. We are able to have that on May 8th this year at Shingle Creek. But otherwise, like I said, you can just donate to us on any platform of social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok. We're getting more and more popular in TikToks. Just trying to raise awareness and let people know that we're here and that we have a fund that could really, really help others. Is it mostly just labeled as Next Step Orlando on these platforms? Yes. So on Facebook, it's backslash Next Step Orlando. Our Instagram handle is at next step underscore Orlando. TikTok is just at next step Orlando. And I believe Twitter is at next step ORL. Not quite as active on Twitter, but very active on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Perfect. Travis, any last words for potential clients that are at home and not getting their weekly exercise? What would you tell them to do? I would recommend wherever they are. You know, reach out in the community, find something in the community in which you can get active, go out on hand cycles if you, you know, if that's available. Just go out and maybe out in the sun. Also, we're always here in Orlando if you wanted to make a trip and kind of experience this type of therapy yourself. But um, the last thing you want to do is just kind of be at home doing nothing. Just yeah. try to get out, try to find things you can do. And there's definitely things, I'm sure there's things in their community that they can do. Just have to look for them. Activity-based therapy is becoming uh, more and more popular and more and more accessible. Just look for it. Or like Travis says, just find a way to be active. Get out of your chair. Get outside. There is life after injury. Well, I think with that, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Disability Talks. Thanks to my guests, Amanda and Travis from Next Step Orlando, for educating us on amazing recovery work. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. Be sure you hit that like and subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Disability Talks.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disability Talks. Want to keep the conversation going? Then visit our website at abilitiesinmotion.org or connect with us on social media. And remember, don't dis my ability.